Blog Talk Radio. Firefly Willows L.I.V.E. presents our live on-air call-in show. We're opening up the phone lines to our listeners for live on-air readings. Do you have a concern, or is there a situation you'd like guidance with? Get your question ready and join us by calling 1-646-716-5510 or by using the Skype button on the Firefly Willows L.I.V.E. show page at Blog Talk Radio after the show begins broadcasting. We're excited. Give us a listen. Firefly Willows L-I-V-E, helping you find and shine your inner light. I was born with my back to the stars. Turn me over. I'd like to see. Here comes the morning to end our dream. Turn me over. I'd like to see. I was born with my back to the stars. Please see that they tell my truth. See that they tell my truth. And welcome to the show. My name is Hi C. I am one of the hosts of Firefly Willows L I V E. I host a couple of shows. The second Sunday of each month, I host a show called Revolution. And the second Tuesday of each month, I host a show called The Amethyst Oracle, Divination with a Queer Twist, which I actually co-host with Charlie Harrington. And you can find out more about Firefly Willows L-I-V-E in general by visiting our Facebook page at facebook.com slash fireflywillows. And you can not only leave comments there, ask questions, give us feedback, but you can also uh, sign up. If you just look at the little tabs along the top, you can sign up for our email list so that you can receive notifications of upcoming shows, um, which usually includes a more detailed description of the guests, the topics, etc., that are going to be on those shows. Um, we have seven or eight shows under Firefly Willows L.I.V.E. right now, so it's a convenient and easy way to keep up with what's going on and what's coming up for upcoming broadcasts. Uh, and I will mention, if you ever had an interest in hosting a show uh, or if you would like to be a guest or have someone you'd like to recommend to us for a guest for one of our shows as well, we would certainly encourage you to get in touch with us for that because we're always happy to be considering adding to our roster of shows and hosts as well as always looking for intriguing and interesting guests. Uh, you can email us if you have questions about that or suggestions for that at info at fireflywillows.com. So today is our regular all-call-in on-air readings show, which we do the fourth Sunday of every month. This gives you the opportunity to call in and receive a reading live on the air during the show. And all I ask, since I will be doing the readings, is that when you call in, uh, be thinking about what it is that you would like to ask about, so that when we come to you in the queue, we can get right into your reading um, because we often have many people waiting in the queue and we want to kind of be able to move through. Uh, so that's 
that's the request that I would have. Um, and as you heard uh, in, uh, at the intro, we can either uh, get into the queue by Skyping in from the show page. There's a little Skype button there. Or you can call in and the phone number is 646-716-5510. And I primarily work with the Tarot, so that's what I'll be using today, although I do uh, pull in information and things from a little bit of astrology, a little bit of numerology, uh, some other things. Uh, so that's what we will be using today to look at whatever it is that you're asking about. So uh, I wanted to just mention a couple of things that are happening astrologically first for us to begin. Um, because when I like to look at astrology, I'm looking at kind of the the bigger picture, which I think of as kind of the bigger weather patterns that are moving through because I'm looking at what is the overall energy or weather pattern that is happening that is in some way affecting all of us. Of course, to see how it would affect us individually, we would either need to get uh, an astrology reading with an astrologer to look at our personal chart, uh, or if there are particular things going on, we may also look to other tools such as Tarot or other things uh, to get a reading in order to understand how to best navigate through that weather system for ourselves in our individual lives. But in terms of looking at kind of the bigger patterns that are happening, uh, one thing that happened is in mid-July we really kind of have experienced this major shift and we're moving away from the first half of this year which has been quite challenging and difficult in many ways for many, many, many people. I hear it over and over again. And there's been a lot of frustration uh, about things not happening, not moving forward, trying to get things going and not being able to really uh, get that initiated or get that momentum uh, running up a lot against a lot of obstacles and, and blocks and that kind of thing. And Mid-July, there was a big shift. We kind of have moved away from lots of planets in retrograde, kind of all at the same time and overlapping each other that we experienced during the first of the year. And we've moved into the second half of this year, which is much more optimistic because there's a sense of momentum and energy that has been released in order to allow us to start really zooming ahead, uh, you know, initiating things and being able to really see momentum and progress being able to be made now. Uh, we also are given the chance to really go bigger and broader and to start taking a bit more of a risk or a gamble um, because there's a sense that it will pay off in greater dividends than what we might have initially thought or what it might have felt like previously as we were trying to do it. Uh, it's also asking us to step beyond our comfort zone and to challenge ourselves to reach for something more, to reach a little higher, to go after something a little bit greater or a little bit beyond what we normally would because we're likely to find a lot of opportunities opening up now through this second half of the year. Uh, we're also likely to find that our ability to be able to push beyond that comfort zone is going to be not only rewarded, but also that we will have the, the 
capability to tap into the potential and to be able to realize the potential that that holds if we are willing to challenge ourselves in that way. So in some ways, the second half of the year is about going bigger, going broader, uh, challenging ourselves to step beyond what we normally work within because it's easy or familiar or safe or comfortable, and also to really pay attention because opportunities and possibilities and potentials are really going to be popping all around us, and we want to be able to both see them and quickly take advantage of them because there's also a little bit of a speed element that's kind of kicking into high gear, and so there's a need to grab and run with things a bit more, um, not to take a lot of time thinking about it and pondering and wondering whether it's the right thing, because we may find that things will come and go fairly quickly. Not that other things won't come, but we don't want to miss out on opportunities just because we're dragging our feet. So there's a couple of other things that are just kind of happening and kicking into gear this week and this weekend. Um, and these are things that kind of go through uh, well, Jupiter and Leo is a lot of what I was just talking about, and that kind of goes for the whole year. So that's through next August. So we kind of have this nice broad range of time to take advantage of that. Um, there's a couple of other things that are happening that are setting the stage and really setting the tone for the next couple of weeks to the next couple of months. So I just thought that I would also mention those because those are also uh, really coming into play now. We want to be able to take full advantage of what those have to offer. Uh, the first one is, of course, yesterday, Saturday was the new moon, new moon in Leo. And this is a really, really great time. So if we think of a, a moon cycle, which usually is about a month or 28 days, 29 days, um, we can also think of the new moon cycle. It really is kind of... Um, uh, for especially the next couple of weeks that this energy is really strong. It's it's very strong right now, right at the new moon um, for the next couple of days, but we really want to use this to move through the next couple of weeks. And this new moon in Leo is really kind of a, it's kind of like the spark that, that lights the fire that catches very quickly and starts to really take off. And it starts to bring back a feeling of hope and optimism. It also starts to really cause a swell of enthusiasm and motivation and it's a really great time to um, start taking some of those chances to initiate new projects, creative projects, to really get things going right now. Uh, this is a really, really good key energy and time period for, um, it's like taking our foot off of the brake and just slamming that gas pedal down and really saying, okay, now is the time to go. Now is the time to start. Now is the time to really get this moving forward. Uh, and not only is it the time for that, but we'll also be feeling kind of that rush of it's time and feeling more optimistic and hopeful and able to really make that happen. Um, and you know, one thing that I uh, wanted to do as I talked about these for the, because I have three different aspects that I wanted to mention, um, I also just wanted to pull a card for each one of the aspects just to see how can we best take advantage of this? What do we need to keep in mind? And so for this new moon in Leo for the next couple of weeks, the card that came up, now this is a card that I'm using the Osho Zen Tarot deck and this is a card that is specific to this deck but is not necessarily in other Tarot decks. Um, and I think that one thing that that can immediately tell us is that this is a 
a particularly unique time period and it's not like the others. So therefore, we really want to look at this as how do I make my statement in the world? How do I tap into the potential of my uniqueness and bring that out? How do I move forward and do things that are not necessarily guided by nor based on uh, the way things have normally been done, the way other people may do them versus finding my own way, my own path, having that uniqueness about it. Um, and so the card that came up is called the Master. Uh, it did come up reversed, which means it came up upside down. And so again, we have kind of that reiteration of there may be things that we have mastered or perhaps we have mastered a way of doing things. But the reversal of this says that it's time for us to let go of doing things in the way that we've always known or doing things in the way that we've become the master or the expert in and be willing to move into a new role to challenge ourselves to start evolving or shifting into a new aspect or trying on uh, new aspects of ourselves in the world. Uh, so it's like if I've mastered being a manager, now it is time to go after a director position or a VP position or whatever the next level or layer of position might be. Because it says we're shedding the old role or the old way that I have mastered in order to allow a new layer and a new potential that I have to begin to emerge and to start acting on that. So the second uh, aspect that I would like to mention is Venus moving into Cancer. And this is something that is great, especially in terms of love and relationships, um, all kinds of relationships, not just romantic relationships, but in particular uh, romantic and love types of relationships are highlighted with Venus in Cancer. And this is something that is really about... Mm, uh, so it's kind of like if we've felt that if we're, if we're not in a relationship, if we have been seeking a relationship, then romance is really going to start to come to the forefront with Venus and Cancer. We really start to see um, opportunities for new relationships to come into our life. We also see the opportunity for building currently existing relationships. If we feel as if our love life has stalled, this is now the time when it kicks into high gear and great opportunities and uh, a lot of potential seems to really open up. And whether that's to find new relationships or whether that's to inject uh, a new level of spice or some new excitement or bring some new life and a breath of fresh air into existing relationships. Um, you know, the, Venus in Cancer is great. If, if, if we've been dealing with a situation where there has been a lack of commitment or a fear of commitment on somebody's part, whether our own or someone else's, uh, Venus in Cancer really starts to dissolve a lot of the fear and resistance around that and really brings the willingness to start committing to relationships uh, much more forward 
so this is, you may find that relationship situations start to change, may start to take on a deeper level uh, or a deeper commitment of some sort. Um, this also says that now is a really good time if we have been thinking of moving a relationship to another level. This is now, <clears throat> excuse me, this is now a really good uh, period to be doing that. And Venus will be in Cancer for a little while, so we've got a, a few months to be enjoying this and taking advantage of it. Um, you know, so we really want to not waste this time to be putting ourselves out there if we are trying to connect with and find relationship, and also to not be afraid to be willing to put ourselves out there in current relationships um, to to open ourselves up to them more, to go deeper into them, to to find another level and layer that we can share with somebody else, and also that we are open and willing to start digging into and seeing and allowing somebody else we may be in relationship with to also feel safe and encouraged to share with us. Um, and there is a one of the challenges of Venus and Cancer can be that people um, may be a bit more sensitive even than normal, uh, especially, uh, you know, feelings can get hurt easily. Um, people can perhaps take things personally or react to things emotionally. Um, there is a, a tendency to kind of pull in uh, or to, to become very self-protective in a lot of ways. Um, and so people can withdraw, especially if they're feeling emotionally vulnerable or if they're feeling emotionally challenged or attacked and whether that's been the intention or not there can be a heightened sensitivity where people may feel like that more so we can't necessarily take blame if somebody just reacts emotionally to something that was not intended that way but we can be more sensitive and aware and conscientious about how we're expressing ourselves, but also if we see someone reacting that way, to not try to push them, but to sit with them, to be sympathetic to that, and to just gently work to move through that so that everyone is able to come back to a more emotionally calm space and, and a feeling of more emotional safety um, so that they can feel more safe and willing to express themselves as we uh, as well as to be able to better understand what someone is trying to express and not get caught up in kind of that turbulence of taking it personally and that kind of thing um you know but in general this is an extremely uh loving time it's an extremely emotional time in the sense that people may wear their heart on their sleeve a bit more and we're able to really tap into and connect on an emotional level with people more so we really want to recognize when the opportunity for doing that is there to open ourselves up to opportunities where that can happen and to tread gently, but to also meet them at the same level so that if someone is sharing and opening themselves up to, to us, we want to also be willing to do that rather than it being a one-sided thing. Venus in Cancer is very flowy, so we want to really allow that interaction to flow back and forth and not just be one-sided. And 
that's really reiterated. I was quite amused as I was pulling the cards for each of these aspects because the card that came up for this Venus in Cancer aspect is the Two of Cups. And that is extremely funny because the Two of Cups is one of the very traditional cards that's seen as the love card in the deck, especially for personal relationship and personal love aspects. Uh, it's a card of friendship. It's a card of connecting with other people, uh, especially at a deeper level. It's a card of um, being open and willing to uh, have an interaction that flows back and forth. So, Everything I've just mentioned really is kind of encapsulated in the Two of Cups as a tarot card and kind of the way that it's thought about. And so it just, I think, reiterates how strong of a period this is for love, for relationships, for developing and engaging in new relationships, for deepening existing relationships. So let's really recognize that, stay in that space, and and fulfill the potential that this heightened energy around that really holds for us during this time. And then the final aspect that I wanted to mention is Mars in Scorpio. And that just occurred this weekend, uh, and it will be lasting through mid-September-ish. So we've got a few months of this as well. Now, one thing that's interesting with Mars and Scorpio is it can be extremely sexual and passionate and romantic. And, you know, it gets all of those juices flowing and all of that kind of lusty fire uh, raging. Um, and that, in some ways, is really nice when we see that Venus is also in Cancer because we see that it's not just about cuddles and kisses, but it's also about, okay, fine, throw me up against the wall and then we'll cuddle. Or kiss me, but kiss me deep and passionately. So that's one thing that Mars and Scorpio can really uh, energize is that aspect of things. But Mars and Scorpio can also be very, um, it can be very intense. Uh, it can be transformative to some extent. Um, we have to be a little bit careful because that intensity, the power, it can also be very willful. Um, so there's, there's a lot going on there and it can quickly escalate. Uh, and it can become, you know, there's also great potential for aggressiveness, for tendencies towards being controlling and possessive with this. And it can very, very quickly shift from one to the other. So we want to be a bit cautious during this time as well that we don't become so enamored of someone in a relationship that we start to become controlling and possessive. Jealousy can quickly you know, spring up uh, in situations. So we, we just want to stay conscientious of these things, especially within ourselves, so that we're not letting ourselves get caught up and carried away in those kind of feelings and emotions or, or exacerbating what we're feeling or uh, getting carried away by exacerbating a situation. Um, there's a little bit of learning how to hold back just a touch with Mars and Scorpio just because they can push each other right up to the extreme and beyond very, very quickly. And so we're challenged to maintain a bit more of a control over allowing that to happen. Um, I mean, there's this is a, a great energy in the sense that it represents things like tenaciousness 
and um, you know where it's action oriented so from what I was talking about earlier it really helps to feed the flames of going after what we want of making things happen of course we want to make sure uh, that we don't steamroll over everyone and everything in the process just to get what we want. But it does show that tenaciousness and perseverance will pay off, um, that we can work through and move through difficult challenges if we're willing to just kind of stick with it uh, and, and not be intimidated by it or not just give up and, and back down as a result. Um, it's, you know... I would come back to that aggressiveness and anger because it can be bubbling underneath the surface. So we want to kind of pay attention. And if we see that in someone else, not to necessarily throw fuel on that fire, knowing when to step away, let things cool down a little bit and then come back to try to deal with it, as well as to watch that within ourselves. So that if we see that starting to get to a point of feeling aggressive or that the anger is starting to kind of take control of us, that we know when to stop talking, step away, cool down, and then come back into the situation. Um, because if we don't do that, it can either prolong conflicts or it can create um, difficulty, if not be destructive to relationships. So we have this great period with Venus in Cancer for relationships to really go to the next level or for new relationships to develop but we don't want to sabotage those relationships by not having a good check on our own aggressiveness possessiveness anger jealousy etc and really recognizing when that's starting to get out of hand so that we can back off and not let it burn everything to the ground including ourselves uh, versus simply being a fire that can stimulate perhaps a more passionate embrace or a, a more exciting and experimental evening than we might normally engage in, or afternoon, or morning. And it doesn't have to be in the bedroom, <laughs> because Mars and Scorpio will say, well, you know, let's just pull over to the side of the road, um, you know. That's encouraged during this time especially um, because that will help to really add a needed spark to relationship situations, shall we say. <laughs> um, and the card that came up is the Five of Swords reversed. Now, in the deck here, Osho Zen, this card is called Comparison. And so when you reverse it, it's asking us to stop comparing and and I think that this gets into not only aggressiveness but especially things like possessiveness, controlling or jealousy issues because the reversal says we don't want to get caught in the trap of comparing something to something else. So we don't want to compare ourselves and think I need to be more possessive or controlling because I'm not as good looking at that as that person that my partner just looked at or uh, whatever the, the situation may be that tends to push our buttons. Um, we want to not think of it as always being in comparison or always being in competition with someone or something else, because if we're always thinking that way, then that can lead us to perhaps act or act in certain ways or speak in certain ways 
that is not very conducive to having a real conversation about some legitimate issues or feelings we may be having because it just comes across as an attack uh, or as defensiveness, which can then put the other person on defense mode as well. And so now suddenly they have their armor on rather than being open to having a conversation. Uh, Five of Swords Reversed is also about knowing when to walk away from something. And here, if we were talking about this with the Mars and Scorpio aspects, because it's asking us to know when and what walls to tear down and to say, this no longer serves me or this no longer serves the relationship and it's time for me to surrender it and let go of it so that progress and growth and evolution can be made in myself, in a relationship. Uh, sometimes there are some things we still need to perhaps leave up for the moment because maybe if we take that wall down, it means that we haven't come to terms with it ourselves and so suddenly that'll let Pandora's box open and it'll create all sorts of problems in our relationship because we haven't made sense of something. Therefore, the way it's going to come out, it's going to be extremely confusing and can complicate issues or can cause us to act and speak in certain ways that may not be what we would really want or mean. Um, we just took the wall down and, and allowed it to be set free before it was the right time. So that's one of the tricky aspects of this Mars in Scorpio is it's it's asking us to be more willing to open ourselves up and go after what we want, but it also is asking us to know what to let out and what not to because we may still need some time to sort through process and understand something before we put it out on the table to have everyone uh, seeing it discussing it uh, and making it uh, an, an issue or a topic that needs to be addressed within the relationship. Um, and, and I think a lot of that is because of the, the passion and the intensity that Mars and Scorpio really can generate, uh, can make us feel very strongly about something. But we can, we can perhaps feel too strongly about it and then start to hold too yeah. tightly onto it. And um, that will then cause us to not be able to engage in dialogue, but instead to quickly escalate into argument. So those are the three main aspects I wanted to mention because all of those are now really coming into play kind of all at the same time over the next few months. Uh, and we just want to be aware of, you know, what, what, what energy is in the air so that we can both tap into it and work with it and use it to its fullest, but also know what it can trigger or exacerbate so that we are also conscientious about those things in ourselves as well as others and perhaps find the most productive way to navigate through that rather than just not paying attention to it and being overly reactive or finding ourselves caught up in a situation that has exploded into something that it didn't need to had we been more aware and conscientious about seeing that energy in play and how to best work with it. So hopefully that's given you a, a little bit of insight into what's going on right now. It's a, it's a very exciting time just because 
there's a, a sense of lightness and a shift that is taking place that I think people are going to be experiencing that is really going to help us move it, uh, help us feel as if we can start to move beyond what the f- past few months have really felt like uh, and to feel as if we are able to start looking forward, focusing forward, moving forward, and feeling optimistic about what is ahead of us rather than feeling caught up in old issues, uh, still stuck in or dealing with the past and not able to really move beyond it or get anything new going because this year is all about, this year, the the second half of this year, um, and this is really kind of the kickoff point, is all about that opening up. Uh, These first couple of weeks, I think, you know, this coming week, as well as last week, um, I think are going to feel a little bit like a lurch forward because it's like we've been sitting on the gas pedal and the brake at the same time. And suddenly we release the the brake and the car just lurches forward. But, you know, give it another week or two and you'll feel as if you've kind of settled into the speed uh, and into the energy of where things are going and how it's moving forward, and you'll probably start to get much more sense of control over it rather than it flying forward and you're almost just trying to catch up and and keep up. So having shared those with you, I think we will take a break and then we will come back and start to visit who is waiting in the queue for a reading. And I will remind you that, one, this is our monthly Firefly Willows L-I-V-E call-in show where you have the chance to receive a reading live on the live on the air. And you can do so, you can get in the queue for that in, by Skyping in from the show page or calling 646-716-5510. So you can do that anytime to get into the queue. And we will be back after this. My house in Budapest, my, my hidden treasure chest, golden grand piano, my beautiful Castillo, you, ooh, you, ooh, I leave it all. My acres of a land, by the it may be hard for you to stop and believe, but for you, ooh, you, ooh, I be it all. Oh, for you, ooh, you, ooh, I be it all. Give me one good reason why I should never make a change. Baby, if you want me, then all of this will go. My many artifacts, the list goes on. If you just say the words, I'll open my You are listening to LIVE On Air Readings with your Firefly Willows LIVE hosts on Firefly Willows LIVE. Find out more at fireflywillows.com. Enjoy the show. Give me one good reason why I should never make a change. Baby, if you want me, then all of this will go away. Give me one good reason why I should never make a change. 
Stone and Stang. A spiritual gathering for men who love men will be held October 3rd to the 6th, 2014 at a private healing center in the Santa Cruz Mountains. Sponsored by the Brothers of the Unnamed Path, this event will consist of workshops and presentations focused on creating social change and healing through the lens of magic and brotherhood. Come and share your energy and love with your presence. Presentation slots are still available for those interested. More information on this exciting weekend gathering can be found at www.stoneandstang.com. Blessed be. And we're back. My name is Hi C, and you're listening to Firefly Willows L I V E. This is our monthly call-in show where you have the chance to call in and receive a reading live on the air. And we offer this show every fourth Sunday of each month with different uh, hosts from Firefly Willows LIVE shows, as well as occasionally some guest uh, readers as well. So we hope that you will be willing to uh, call in, tell your friends, and take advantage of this opportunity to receive a reading. Um, there's no one in the queue at the moment. I'm assuming because we're in the middle of summer, many people are on vacation and traveling and that kind of thing. So I thought that what I could do is find out what it is that we need to hear or that we need to know or just some general guidance for us in the coming month. And I'm going to do that by pulling a card from an oracle deck, which is called the Isis Oracle by Alana Fairchild. And I find this to be a very beautiful deck, both visually as well as um, the information that is in the book that comes with it. Uh, it's, it's a really, really uh, insightful, gentle, um, but extremely applicable uh, source of guidance and information and wisdom that um, I love to pull from from time to time. So I thought I would go ahead and pull a card for us from that so that we can see what the Isis Oracle has to offer us uh, for this coming month. And the guidance that has come up. Now, this uh, is a card that is called the Temple of Lapis Lazuli. Um, Lapis Lazuli, which is a beautiful stone. It's like a, a deep blue stone with gold flecks. Um, and so one thing that we could think of with that just immediately coming up is that that may be a stone that would be good for us to uh, utilize or to ask to join us as an ally during the coming month, it is a stone that is not difficult to find. So, uh, you know, and if you want to work with stones, the easiest way to um, access and carry the energy with you is to carry the stone with you, uh, to keep it within three feet of you, because that's considered our auric field. And so if you carry it in a pocket, if you wear it as jewelry, um, that's a very easy way to do it. If you set it next to your bed at night when you sleep, or you can set it underneath the mattress 
in a particular area of a chakra or a particular area of your body that you want it to be working on, um, especially with your subconscious realms while you're sleeping. Uh, and you can certainly then take it from under the mattress and put it back in your pocket in the morning to take with you during the day. Um, I also, with a lot of stones, um, depends on the stone because some of these you can't do it with, although lapis lazuli, you should be fine to do this. Um, I have a, a pitcher. It's like a Brita pitcher. It's not Brita, it's Mava, but there you are. Um, and I actually just keep stones in that pitcher uh, so that it's charging the water that's in there so that when I or anyone else that drinks water from that, they are drinking water charged with the energy of those stones that I keep in there. Um, I also put stones, you know, in the water bowl of my dog, um, fluorite in particular, uh, because that's a stone that is about physical healing, keeping us balanced and keeping us in alignment, uh, but also keeping us physically healthy. Um, and, and maintaining that sense of balance and well-being and alignment in our physical self. Um, so that's another way that you can work with it. If you take baths, you can put the stone in, in the bath and it'll charge the water that way, which infuses you with that energy. Um, if you have this stone or, or a crystal out someplace in a room, it will fill that room and that space with that energy and you benefit from that when you're in that space. You may carry some of that with you when you leave the space, but it's not as full or direct as if you were carrying it in your pocket. So part of it is just depending on what you want to use that energy for. Um, and the, the this guidance from the Isis Oracle, the Temple of Lapis Lazuli, um, it's also called, uh, the, the I don't know, subtitle of the card is Goddess of the Ancient Skies. And one thing it's telling us is that there is wisdom that we can seek and benefit from by looking deeper and farther beyond our immediate circle or our immediate frame of reference. So this could be saying that studying the mysteries of ancient peoples, of studying old uh, wisdom texts, of tapping into, if you do ancestral work, then working with the ancestors. Here they would actually refer to working with the star people. So uh, if you have inclination or do that kind of work, connecting with um, guides and beings and spirits that are beyond our uh, immediate realm of perception. Um, and that could be in the angelic realms, that could be in the deity realms, that could be in uh, spirit guides. Uh, it could also be ancestors in the sense of working with those who have lived in human form and um, moved into spirit form that we then connect with or communicate with in some way. So this could be a good month to freshen up an ancestor altar if you have one, to visit a cemetery for someone and ask guidance while you're there, perhaps a beloved grandmother um, that died that was always really good at giving good advice. This would be a really good month for going and visiting her. Uh, whether you can do that physically, if you're near like where she's buried or, or that kind of thing, or even if it's just to call on her. But the idea is this is a really good time for 
looking to and accessing those those deeper wells of wisdom and guidance, um, as well as not just ancestors, but also some of the more spirit realms, angelic realms. Um, and I would really look to the past, look look to old, like I said, wisdom texts, look back to how ancient cultures perceived things or did things or what they believed in some way, because that probably is going to have something that greatly informs what we need to know today, um, how we need to approach something, how we can understand what may be going on in some way. Um, it's, It's an oracle of, you know, and I, I think that it comes up because part of this taps into what I was saying earlier with the astrology, um, because it's it's asking us to look within ourselves and remember who we really are and to move and act in the world in a way that is in alignment with who we remember and know ourselves to be rather than trying to fit ourselves into the external world and what it says we're supposed to do or how we're supposed to be. Um, it's, it's asking us to align with perhaps a new spiritual truth or to give birth to a new way of living our true selves in the world at this time rather than relying on or falling back into or being told that an old way of being or an old self is who we still need to be. Usually, especially if we're told that that's what we need to do or need to be in order to be successful, to be accepted, etc. It's more because whoever is telling us that needs us to be that because that's what they're used to us being. And this is asking us to start think of the stone that I was talking about that deep blue with the the gold flecks it's starting to allow the gold often represents our purest potential our highest potential our most perfect selves and those gold flecks says it's time to allow that gold to start showing itself from the deeper depths well that's kind of redundant isn't it but the deeper depths of ourselves aspects and areas of ourselves that we've been keeping hidden. Uh, It's time to start uncovering those and letting those start to uh, sprinkle out and uh, shine forth into the world uh, so that we aren't trying to fit into. We are simply being ourselves and stepping out as ourselves into the world around us. Part of this means, of course, trusting our own wisdom, trusting our own intuition. Um, We're being asked right now to question what is right, especially what is right for us, what aligns with our truth, and then to be willing to trust what comes up from that, to trust what that voice has to say, and to act accordingly in alignment with that truth. There may be things, there may be people, there may be environments, there may be situations that are no longer right for who we see ourselves becoming. There may be people, there may be things, there may be situations, there may be environments that are not in alignment with who we remember ourselves to be and that we have lost ourselves or a part of ourselves to these other people, to these other things. 
therefore perhaps it's time for us to move forward and move on more fully as ourselves so that we can open up the space for things that are more in alignment with our true self to have space to come in and to start surrounding ourselves with those people and those things and those environments and those situations that really support our becoming rather than impede our ability to be our full and true selves. Uh, some of this, you know, part of this lapis lazuli aspect says that it may not make logical sense. Conclusions that we come to, truths that we start to see as right for us, um, who we are and the role we need to play, things that need to be shed. It may not make logical sense, but it will feel right. It's like in our gut, in that inner core place of ourselves, it feels like the right thing to do. Logically, it'll feel difficult. It may feel, um, we may feel resistant to it because we're afraid of, well, what will that mean? What will that look like? Is that going to be harmful to the other person? Is that going to be X, Y, or Z? And if we can let go of needing the logic to kick in before we're able to trust and take action on what that inner voice is telling us, we can release that logic and we'll find that we actually are able to simply make it happen or that it may actually happen with less conflict and less difficulty than what our head is convincing us we're going to encounter. Um, and, you know, those little flecks or like, little flecks of gold in lapis lazuli also represent this idea of paying attention for signs. So, when you start to have these realizations or come to these understandings or have made a decision about doing something or moving forward but aren't sure how to do that, then this the lapis lazuli helps us to to remember that once we do that, our conscientiousness and awareness is starting to open up and we will see signs or indications for the best way to do it, the best direction to go, the best action to take, start to be there for us to help give us guidance. And, and again, this is why we can let go of our logical brain aspect because it says we don't have to know how versus we have to just trust that it's the right thing. And then there will be signs that will show us how to then make that a reality rather than for us having to have it all figured out before we ever take the step or the first action. So, I would encourage you to um, get a piece of lapis lazuli uh, during this month. And if you meditate, to sit and hold it as you meditate so that it can work with you that way. To ask it to support you as an ally in helping you to have that conscientiousness and awareness of the signs and the indications that you need to know where to go, what direction to move, what action to take based on the truth or what you know to now be right for you at this time. And also perhaps to use it to support you in connecting with some of that higher guidance of connecting with ancestors or spirit guides or angels or whatever it is that you work with. Um, because that's the 
the, that's kind of the power and the beauty, especially of crystals and stones, because they, they ally with us and they work with us in that way. And if we just understand their natural energetic tendency and ability, we can then work with that and ask it to help us and set the intention for that to help us in what we're trying to do by bringing it into our sphere and having it be a part of our energetic world um, during the time that we need that. So seek out a piece of lapis lazuli. Meditate with or on lapis lazuli. uh, And remember that those flecks of gold that represent our ultimate potential and our perfected state are starting to show forth from the deeper aspects of ourselves and our lives and we want to not get in the way of letting those shine as brightly as possible nor underestimate and undervalue ourselves that we actually are and can be that Um, and so that we facilitate and cultivate that coming forward rather than getting in the way of it being able to shine through because we're too stuck in our old way of thinking and diminish the vision that we can have for ourselves, for our lives, for who we are and who we can become. So I will leave you with that thought. Um, I think what I would like to do also is simply offer you Um, In this Isis Oracle, she has an incantation or a mantra that comes with each of the the guidance cards. And so I wanted to just leave you with that for this Temple of Lapis Lazuli. This is something that you could say every morning. This is something you could say any time throughout the day that you really want to connect with and generate the energy of Lapis Lazuli and the guidance that this is about and what this is asking us to really Um, engage in and immerse ourselves in during the coming month. So here is the Lapis Lazuli uh, invocation. I call on the temple of Lapis Lazuli. I call upon the beings of love unconditionally. I call forth the awakening of my own inner eye. I call forth my wisdom from peoples of the sky. I call on the protection, peace, and wisdom within me. I now declare that I am here and free. So I would invite and encourage you to also perhaps use that invocation whenever you want to cultivate and stimulate and bring forth the awakening, the wisdom, and the sense of simply being free to be yourself and who you see yourself becoming at this time. And we'll be right back.
You're listening to LIVE On Air Readings with your Firefly Willows LIVE host on Firefly Willows LIVE. Find out more at fireflywillows.com. Enjoy the show. Firefly Willows L-I-V-E, we're working hard to be your trusted source for fun, enlightening, and heart-centered information and community. And we're passionate about the art of transformative media, the new leading edge of communication in our highly connected, media-rich world. If you're passionate about facilitating change and you have gifts or ideas you'd like to share, come join us, host a show, or be a guest, or connect us to an amazing speaker or teacher whose message is too good to miss. There's always room for courageous, knowledgeable changemakers, inspired artists, and new ideas. Let us know you're interested. Send an email to info at fireflywillows.com. We're Firefly Willows L-I-V-E, helping you find and shine your inner light. And we're back. This is Firefly Willows L-I-V-E, our monthly call-in show where you have the opportunity to receive a reading live on the air. We offer this all-call-in show on the fourth Sunday of each month. You can find out more information about Firefly Willows L-I-V-E and the shows and things that we offer by visiting our Facebook page at facebook.com slash fireflywillows. You can also click there along the top tabs to join our email list and receive notifications of upcoming shows uh, and more detailed information about guests and topics that are going to be on those shows so that you can uh, put those on your calendar and listen. And if you can listen live, that's always great. And if you can't, that's okay because the shows are always available in the archives after they've aired uh, on Blog Talk Radio, so blogtalkradio.com slash live. Or you can find us on iTunes, just search for Firefly Willows Live, and you can listen, download, or subscribe to the podcast there to hear all of the shows that Firefly Willows L-I-V-E offers. Um, you can contact us by emailing info at fireflywillows.com, and if you are interested in getting a reading, you can get into the queue by Skyping in from the show page or calling 646-716-5510. So uh, what I thought I would finish with, since it seems as if everyone is on their summer vacations this week, uh, is I wanted to offer, similar to what we were talking about previously, but now I wanted to offer an herbal ally as well. And the way I do that is I pull a card, a tarot card, and each of the cards correlates to a particular herb or plant, and that herb or plant can then ally with us to help us best 
um, work with and fulfill the greatest potential of what the energy of the card that comes up um, has to offer. So the card that came up is the Nine of Pentacles reversed. And one thing I would say for that for the coming month is it cautions us a little bit about being careful with our spending, to not be too frivolous, um, to not be too carefree and how and wasteful in how we are spending money to keep an eye on areas where we may be um, overdoing it a bit or not staying within the budget that we need to, and just to kind of keep those things in check. Um, also to be careful, especially that some of why we may tend to overspend or indulge is because we are envious of what someone else has or trying to keep up with what other people have in some way. Uh, so that's just a, a little bit of a caution there to keep in mind in the coming month because this may not be the best time to allow ourselves to indulge in that way. Uh, the herb or the plant that corresponds to the Nine of Pentacles is dark grapes. Now, those are easy to get. And uh, similarly to the crystal that we talked about, in order to work with an herbal ally or a plant ally, um, if you can ingest it in some way, that's the most direct way to take the energy in and work with it. Um, this is very easy to do with dark grapes. So eating it, drinking it in some form, whether it's grape juice or wine, um, those are some really great and easy ways to take the energy of this in. Uh, you can also, um, well, you wouldn't really do, the other ways that you can work with plants and herbs would be things like uh, herbal tinctures or herbal essences, uh, adding them to a bath, um, planting them. So if you ever thought about planting some grapevines, this would be a really good month to do that uh, and do it with the intention of perhaps as you plant it to say, you know, as you... Uh, grow and flourish and bring forth fruit. May you also help me to grow and flourish and bring forth material fruits of my labors. Uh, and then having that growing and cultivating that in your space is going to also help to energize your own material uh, or your, your ability to, to increase and grow and cultivate your own material resources and rewards. Um, and, you know, grapes are all about uh, celebrating, especially because they relate to wine. Um, they really represent this idea of celebrating the joy of life and really getting a sense of um, prosperity and abundance uh, out of life. So eating grapes, drinking grape juice or wine is, especially if you're doing it intentionally, you know, so you can you can set your intention by speaking it into the grapes you're going to eat. You can also speak it into the glass before you drink the juice or the wine. And that brings that intention into alignment with the energy of the grapes as you take it in. And this is something that can really help to draw prosperity and abundance to you um, and to help you recognize the prosperity and abundance that you already have and to really be able to celebrate that and enjoy that and not always focus on needing more, but to also be able to see what we already have and to make the most of that and to really enjoy that. Um, there are actually different parts of the plant that relate to different aspects. 
So depending on what you may feel you want to cultivate or what you may feel you need to attract or draw into your life at this time, um, if you wanted to work with the root of the grapevine, um, that helps to bring about abundance, um, and especially uh, abundance that is um, long-term abundance, because think of the roots of something. They go in and they help to really support and nourish and continue to help grow over the long term. So especially for long-term abundance. So whether you are looking for a, a new full-time job or a long-term job or needing to establish a, uh, if you're establishing a new savings account or retirement account that's for the long term, then you can imbue the energy of the roots of the grapevines into that when you're doing that in order to really uh, stimulate and support the long-term abundance of that. Um, the leaves of the grapevines are really good for helping to um, release and clear and get rid of things like envy, selfishness, and dissatisfaction. So if there's a tendency towards never being happy with what I have and always thinking that somebody else has more and then I always end up spending more than I want to because I'm trying to keep up with what other people have. The leaves of the grapes are really good for helping to move beyond feeling that way and releasing that dissatisfaction so that you can, one, both learn to be satisfied with what you have as well as, two, to not create financial or material difficulty for yourself simply because you're trying to keep up with what other people seem to have and you always think that they're happier with that and now you want to have it too for whatever reason. So if we feel that that's a constant struggle for us or something that is at the root of us spending too much money or not being able to stay within a budget that we set for ourselves, work with those leaves uh, more because those will really help to clear that away. And then the actual fruit, the grapes themselves, um, are really good at helping us to acknowledge the harvest. They really help us to celebrate and enjoy what we've accomplished, what we have, uh, and to fully put it to use in ways that are most beneficial and um, fulfilling the greatest potential of, of what that represents. Um, so... You can work with different parts of a plant because they also have their slightly different aspects of the energetic quality that the overall plant has. Um, if you want to focus in more on some specific areas that you would like them to to um, help you with. Uh, and the there's an affirmation that you can say, and this is, again, something that would be really good similar to the invocation, but this would be something really good to say whenever you were eating or eating grapes or drinking the juice, be it in juice or wine form, um, in order to really, um, it kind of sets a light, the, the energy of that. It, it really kind of brings it out and makes that energy sparkle a little more in it. Um, by simply speaking this affirmation, say, into the glass full of juice or wine um, or into the bunch of grapes before you eat them. Um, so here's the affirmation. I am open to the abundance that my labor and talents provide. And that is going to stimulate the idea of abundance. That's also going to allow us not to underestimate or undervalue ourselves or what we have to offer. 
to go into situations where we might undercut ourselves um, and simply settle for less than in some way. Uh, so especially saying that affirmation before eating the grapes or drinking the juice or wine um, in order to infuse or to really kind of bring out that quality within it is something that can be very helpful and beneficial as well. So if we were going into a job interview tomorrow and we had to tell them how much we wanted in salary, then saying that affirmation into a glass of grape juice and then drinking it uh, would bring out even more fully that energetic quality and aspect so that we walk into that interview not undervaluing or undercutting ourselves because we think we better you know, ask low just to get the job or settle for less than what we're worth um, just because we are in a sense of desperation uh, rather than holding on to what we're worth and then being able to see the value, the reward, and the abundance from that. So you have many different tools that you can utilize in the coming month. And I will remind anyone listening that even if you're not listening to the live show, whenever you hear this, it's right for you to hear it at that time and it's what would be beneficial and helpful for you at that moment. So if you hear this three years from when it airs live, that's okay. It still means that what you're hearing at that moment is what you need and what would be helpful and beneficial for you uh, in the coming month, three years from now. So don't think that just because you didn't hear it live, you can't put it into practice or it's not useful for you because it's always useful for us whenever we hear it. So you have the lapis lazuli, you have the invocation that went with that. You have this Nine of Pentacles reversed and dark grapes uh, as some very valuable, useful, and easy to find and easy to put into use tools and allies that you can really take advantage of in the coming month. And I would encourage you to do so. That will bring us to the close of our show. I want to thank you very much for listening today. And my name is Hi C. If you would like to find out more about me, you can visit my website at tarotbyhighc.net. Uh, you can find out about the services I offer there, tarot readings, ritual, and magic consultations, as well as sign up uh, for my card of the day newsletter. I send out a card of the day uh, as well, which includes some additional astrological information for the day and for the time period as well. Uh, so you're welcome to join me there, tarotbyhighc.net, uh, as well as I would invite you to join me for my shows on the second Sunday and second Tuesday of each month. So the next one coming up is uh, Revolution on the second Sunday, the 10th of August. Uh, there I'm going to be joined by two guests, actually. Uh, one is an author who just released her first, or just had her first book published, called The Obsidian Mirror. Uh, her name is Kathy Keenan, and it's an urban fantasy, but it's based around um, uh, South American and Native American mythologies and things that are woven into a setting in modern-day Silicon Valley. Uh, and also joining us for that will be Megan Kane, who is an archaeologist with a specialty in Mesoamerican uh, the, the Mesoamerican regions and cultures. Um, so we'll hear a little bit of both sides of where the author 
was coming from and how that fictional world they created incorporates those things as well as the archaeological background of some of those cultures and mythologies and things that was incorporated into that book as well. So I would encourage you and invite you to join me for that on Sunday, August 10th. And then on Tuesday, August 12th, uh, my co-host Charlie Harrington and I, um, we will be having our Amethyst Oracle Divination with a Queer Twist show. And I would also invite you to join us for that. So thank you again for listening. And join us here every week at Firefly Willows Live. Uh, you can find us right here, blogtalkradio.com slash Firefly Willows Live. Um, we have shows airing um, at least once, if not two or three times every week, different shows for you to enjoy. Uh, and I would encourage you to check those out as well. So I will look forward to being with you next time. musicien, je ne suis pas chanteur, Dieu m'a donné des mains pour consoler mon cœur, si j'avais pu savoir combien tu t'en foutais, j'aurais tué l'espoir de pouvoir t'emmener, je ne suis pas en sucre, je ne suis pas en sel, mais je sens bon l'amour jusque sous les aisselles, si j'avais une voix et la moustache qu'il faut pour passer sur nos rats, tu reviendrais bientôt quand j'y pense rien You're listening to L.I.V.E. On Air Readings with your Firefly Willows L.I.V.E. hosts on Firefly Willows L.I.V.E. Find out more at fireflywillows.com Alors je laisse aller les doigts sur mon clavier Je viens gifler mes cordes plutôt que ton fessier Je crie de tout mon être sur un morceau de bois Plutôt que dans tes oreilles qui n'écoutent que toi information, enlightenment, and empowerment along your life's path. 
Hi-C is a professional Tarot conversationalist and ritualist with over 10 years experience. He's available for readings in a variety of formats, including parties and events. To schedule your personal Tarot reading, contact Hi-C at tarotbyhi-c.net or email him at hic at fireflywillows.com. Thank you for joining us on today's Firefly Willows L.I.V.E. on-air readings broadcast. If you would like to receive a personal reading from one of our hosts, you may contact them by visiting fireflywillows.com slash live slash hosts. Thank you for joining us. This program was brought to you by Firefly Willows L.I.V.E. We hope you enjoyed the show. This is Deb Caracella. Please join us next time on Firefly Willows L.I.V.E for Healing Conversations with Mildred Lynn McDonald, Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. Thank you.